Today is Friday, December 22nd, 2023, and this is a Daily Inc. update. Speaker of the House Mike Johnson has reached out to the Biden administration asking President Joe Biden to take executive action against the onslaught of illegal immigration that is occurring at the U.S.-Mexico border. Several of the passes in Texas and other states have seen as many as 12,000 pass in one day. Johnson wrote a letter to Biden. Johnson is urging Biden to take action while the Senate negotiates a border package bill that was passed a few months ago by the House, and he's also asking Biden to reimpose the Remain in Mexico policy. The chairman of the House Judiciary Committee has requested certain documents from special counsel Jack Smith regarding Smith's prosecution of Donald Trump and the staff members that Smith is using to do so. That letter was sent to Smith this week. The Judiciary Committee says it's looking into implementing reforms for politically motivated prosecutions from federal prosecutors, including Smith as a special counsel, and they want a list of all of Smith's staff due to allegations against some of them, in particular one top aide, Jay Brad, who's accused of engaging in prosecutorial misconduct. Smith was given a January 4th deadline to produce all of these documents, as well as previous letters that he received from U.S. Attorney Merrick Garland, who appointed him as special counsel. The committee is indicating that they're willing to engage in compulsory actions, which means they're willing to subpoena him. Smith is prosecuting Trump on two fronts, one in Florida for the mishandling of classified documents and in Washington, D.C. for protesting the 2020 election and taking part in the January 6th protests in Washington, D.C. This week, attorneys for Trump filed a motion with the U.S. Supreme Court asking that court to take a normal pace and follow the usual procedures that are done when it comes to judicial review and appeals. The motion from Trump comes after special counsel Jack Smith urged the Supreme Court to expedite the appeals case that was coming from Trump regarding his presidential immunity from prosecution. Trump's filing pointed out that in 234 years of American history, no president has faced criminal prosecution for his official acts as president and that the court should not rush to decide in such a complex, intricate and momentous case, nor should they leapfrog it over the typical appeals process. And while we're on the topic, let's continue on with this whole case involving Donald Trump and Jack Smith. A former U.S. Attorney General, Ed Meese, along with two other constitutional scholars, have filed an amicus brief in this case that's occurring in Washington, D.C. against Trump. The brief argues that Smith lacks authority to be a special counsel, since that office is by definition from the U.S. Constitution supposed to be created and appointed by Congress rather than the Department of Justice. The claim is that U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland acted outside of his scope and authority in naming Jack Smith as a special counsel and that Jack Smith cannot continue with any significant level of authority when it has not been approved by Congress. In the amicus brief, the three lawyers are suggesting that the Supreme Court refuse and reject all petitions from Smith, and they said in that briefing that he has no more power to represent the U.S. in that court than Bryce Harper, Taylor Swift, or Jeff Bezos. Okay, let's change the topic entirely. Remember Hulk Hogan? He is a former WWF star, Worldwide Wrestling Federation, I believe. He's back in the news for posting a video on his Twitter account of him and his wife getting baptized. Hulk Hogan, whose birth name is Terry Bolea, wrote on that post that total surrender and dedication to Jesus is the greatest day of his life. Just a few months ago, Hogan was on the Joe Rogan podcast, and he talked further about his return to faith. And I accepted Christ as my Savior when I was 14. But then I derailed, you know, kept playing music and rock and roll bands and got way away from my faith. And then as the years went by, 
you know, I started seeing how things went and it's got me to the point now where I'm locked back in. I'm locked and loaded, you know, after all the life experiences and, you know, seeing how people live and what money does to people, you know, and, you know, okay, money makes it easier, but it's not the live and die all situation that some people say it is, you know, and it's just that, that relationship I have, not so much with religion, but with my Lord and Savior is what I function on. And as we head into the Christmas season with prayers to God for peace and love for our families and our country, I want to take this moment to suggest to those that are listening to include the family of Ryan Corbett in their prayers. Ryan Corbett is a U.S. citizen from New York. He and his wife, Anna, have been living in Afghanistan since 2010 with their three children. Ryan worked for non-governmental organizations in that country for several years. He then started his own endeavor to help Afghani people operate their own businesses. The family had to be evacuated when the Taliban came into control of that country in August of 2021 during the debacle of the U.S. military trying to exit that land. Ryan returned to Afghanistan to renew his business license in January of 2022 and during that time was taken captive by the Taliban before he could leave the country. Ryan has been held a prisoner since then, along with a German colleague. His wife, Anna, says that they've had one six-minute phone call with Ryan since being taken captive, and he's currently being held in a basement cell somewhere in Kabul, and that his health is failing. The U.S. State Department is working quietly to obtain a release of Ryan, along with other Taliban detainees, and they do say that he's being wrongfully detained. This story may or may not make it to the mainstream media, depending on how negotiators in this case want to proceed But the story can still be told to the listeners of this report who still believe in the power of God and the power of prayer. So as we head into the Christmas season with family and friends by our side, pray for the Corbett family and their safe reunification. These national story updates have been brought to you by Open Inc., a website that is a repository of documents for those who like deep digging, critical thinking, and true journalism where the facts speak for themselves. Up next, a preview of what is coming and what is available on the Open Inc. website. There is a new case of election fraud that is going to sound very familiar to other stories that have already been reported on here at the Daily Inc. and can also be added to the growing list of cases throughout the U.S., A New York resident living in Queens has been charged with falsifying and submitting absentee ballot applications in the 2022 Democrat primaries. Abdul Rahman is charged with submitting more than 100 of these absentee ballot applications during the primaries that were held in August of 2022. The charges against Rahman come from the Queens District Attorney Melinda Katz. The thing that tipped off the election officials to look into this whole matter was when a Queens voter went in person to the precinct to vote, but was told he had already submitted an absentee ballot. That ballot was found and had been signed using the voter's name, but also with Rahman listed as the person authorized to pick it up and return the ballot. State law in New York requires a person beyond the original voter to be specified on the record for the purposes of picking up and delivering an absentee ballot. The voter in this case did not know who the heck Rahman was and certainly did not authorize him to handle his absentee ballot. Further investigation found out that Rahman had put his name in the list for picking up absentee ballots in 113 cases, and none of those voters had authorized Rahman to do so. In fact, they didn't even know him. Rahman is now scheduled to be in court in January to face the charges against him in this matter. D.A. Katz rightfully said that election integrity is the foundation of a viable and working democracy, and those threatening to undermine the integrity will be vigorously prosecuted. 
As we head into the weekend, I do want to remind you that on Monday, which is Christmas, there will be no Daily Inc. report, but they will resume the following day. And I'm going to feature a conversation that was recently held with Louisiana Congressman Clay Higgins and Laura Logan from Truth and Media. You'll want to stay tuned and listen to that as he discusses what he's found out further about FBI ghost buses on January 6th in Washington, D.C. Thanks for listening to this Daily Inc. update and Merry Christmas.